This is DDS. From the DDS studios, we are your hosts, Blake Melton and Bradley Newberry. And live from the man cave, you know him, you love him. It's Matthew 2, Tone Blue, Parker. Parker, good to see you again, buddy. Hey, good to be back and good to be doing the uh, real division of this conference. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wow. Wow. Shots fired off. Let me... There we go. Already. <laughs> you just poo-pooed on the West. Absolutely. Well, guys, thanks for joining us tonight. We're going to be talking uh, about the non-research side of the Big Ten slash Big 14, whatever you want to call it. No one really cares anymore, right? But uh, we uh, this is a follow-up to our Big Ten West show that we just recorded. Um, kind of branching out here, Newberry. Doing something new, learning about some new schools. That's right. We're gonna give some pretty bold predictions. I bet it's that time of year, man, and it, it's not time to go chalk. Nope, you got to go big or go home. But okay. uh, we thank everybody, mm-hmm. especially you B one Gers out there. Thanks for watching the video, Blake. Go ahead and tell them what they can do while they're here. Because we'll Absolutely, be talking about guys. your schools all year. We do really appreciate you guys joining us. But if you want to help us out, it's quick, it's free, it's easy. Go down there below. Click like and, like and subscribe for us there on YouTube. Give us a rumble on Rumble. Check us out on all of our social media, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DDS Sports Talk. If you want to start a fight with uh, Parker on Twitter, he loves it. He's all about it. You can also download the audio versions of all these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Here we go. We're jumping in. Big 10 East. Let's begin with Indiana last year. Somehow they mustered two wins. I don't even know how they won two. Two and (laughs) 10, 0 and 9 in the division. Coach Tom Allen overturns everything leading into this season. And I mean everything. He's getting transfers. He's getting Missouri quarterback Connor Bazelak coming in. He's just piecemealing everything together. Will it amount to anything, Parker? If Illinois was the ugliest girl at the dance in our last podcast, Indiana's the trash can. And you mentioned it. (laughs) Oh, God. You mentioned it. New coordinators, quarterbacks. Running backs, you name it, they hired, they fired, they hit the transfer portal. So I do commend them at trying to do the to right the ship, but it's Indiana. Last year they had the worst offense in the Big Ten. Last year they had the worst defense in the Big Ten. They were outscored by twenty five points per game last year. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, good for them for trying, but wait till basketball season. Yeah, I mean, I look at their stats from last year. It's a terrible offense. It's a terrible defense. I really don't care how many transfers you get in uh, unless you're bringing the entirety of the Alabama Crimson Tide and coming up there. Uh, I don't know that it's going to make a difference, uh, particularly when you are you think that you've really hit the jackpot by going to Missouri and taking their quarterback. I mean, he's going to have to bring some luck here because when I look at their schedule and Blake has it, for me here to my right. Parker, I can look at this thing and I can make an argument for 0-12. I I see Illinois, Mm -hmm. and we've already talked about them on the last podcast. I see Idaho as you better. You better better win that at home. I I have a couple games here that I was really (laughs) – I'm I'm calling a couple upsets. And, And then the third week 
I'm sure Parker will be happy to talk about this. You get you another home game. You got to get it, but it's Western Kentucky. I could still make an argument for 0-12, but that's not my prediction yet. You could, and you get some of these teams down, right? You get Western uh, Kentucky when Bailey Zappi's finally moved on. You get Cincinnati after they've lost Ritter and all their cornerbacks. So, so the timing, I mean, you get Michigan, another Michigan, but you get Michigan without Haskins. You get a lot of these teams, you're catching them at the, the right time. So maybe with everything they did, they could at least stay in some of these. Yeah, I mean, I look, I guess I'll just jump right into this. I've got them starting off 3-0, and and I think I might be calling that first win an upset against Illinois. I have them losing that game. I have them starting 0-1. Yep, I've Idaho. got them going 3-0 and to start the season and losing nine straight games after that, going 3-9 and for the season. I'm going to officially give them 2-10. and So you're going to do the exact same thing as uh, as last year. And right now, I was trying to pull up what the current spread on that Illinois-Indiana game is right now. And right now, Illinois is favored by six. Um, oh, God. I so, mean that- guys, guys, in case you don't know this about us, during the college season, we will be making our picks. Yes. And we will we will reveal to you in another in another show how good we are at choosing some of these upsets, some of these underdogs, if you will. So uh, I'm just saying, Daddy might have a feeling. Indiana in week one. Okay. It, I mean, it absolutely could happen. I have them just because of everything they've done. We're trying to bring everything in. Give them another win. I got them going three and nine. Three. Boom. Three and nine. Boom. Three and nine. And two and two. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. All right, let's go to another powerhouse. This one's led by Coach Greg Schiano, known for his. Defense, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Rutgers last year was five and eight. They finished conference play with two and seven. Um, no winning seasons under Coach Shiano. Uh, very unsettled at quarterback. Parker last year, they only had five, count them on one hand one, two, three, four, five plays of 40 yards or more. That's it. That's it. Yeah, Greg Schiano's not famous for being defense or this coach. Greg Schiano's famous for having the Tennessee job for five seconds and then losing. It. <laughs> and and Rutgers, come on. <laughs> and when they added Rutgers back in 2014, this is stupid. They don't belong at this conference. I could say it's about three or four teams in the Big Ten, but this defense isn't great. But they have its moments. If I'm trying to find something that that I like about them, they did look good against Michigan during the second half. They shut them down. They randomly did that four or five times throughout the year, like you're saying, Shiano's defense, but they just have to find a way to maintain that. But with the talent they're getting at Rutgers, it's going to be really difficult for them. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at a anemic offense, an average at best defense, probably slightly below average, and the fact that they are being coached by Greg, you're not allowed to come to Knoxville, Shiano. Um I don't think this team is – it just doesn't have much juice. I mean, it doesn't have even high C in my book. <laughs> I'm going Rutgers three and nine. Yo, know, I'm not – I'm not kidding when I'm looking for things about this team to put together. The best thing about this team is their punter. Adam Corsak. 
He is like sell all sorts of records. It's all it's the only thing that's really good about him. So that really should just tell you what you should know about this team. Although, just based on some scheduling and some things, I think that's going to fall their way if other teams are going to play. I do have them getting to a four-win season. I have them at four and eight. And again, I told you on our last Big Ten prediction show for the West, Uh-oh. circle that game against Nebraska. Whoa, boy. That could be the nail in Scott, Scott Frost's Frost. career at Nebraska, and I think that they will, uh, they will, they so will forever their, be known as the team that ended Scott Frost's tenure. That's at the Nebraska. fourth win you've got them with. It is. That's the big game for them. That's our biggest opposite so far. There you go. I don't know. It was pretty close. It was four, four, and three, right? Yeah. No, I, no, I meant on Nebraska. I meant Nebraska. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Uh, next, we're moving on to Maryland. Maryland. Uh, Last year, they make a bowl. They finished the season seven and six. Only three and six in conference play behind coach Mike Loxley. They have little T, right, Blake? Little Little Tua. Little T at quarterback. Every single receiver is returning. I think the tight end's coming back. So not much of a question that they're going to be able to put up some points. But by God, they can't cover nobody. Yeah, one of the – I mean, just a terrible defense, but a, a pretty good offense if you look at it by the numbers. I mean, uh, Little Tua – I mean, look, he, he Talia Tungavailo. I, I, we call him Little Tua because it's easier to say than Talia, right? Little Tua. Little Tua is a good little quarterback, I think. Um I think that uh, he is basically everything for them, but they have to find a way to get some stuff done on defense. They got to find a way to get off the field for Christ's sake. Uh, what do you got there? I don't know what that says. Seven straight games giving up 30 or more points, Parker. There it is. Yeah, I literally have right down here. It's good. The offense is good as it might be. The defense is going to be putrid. If the offense isn't dropping 40, they're not winning. You're right. Baby two is back. He's literally owns almost every single passing record for the Terps. And and Bradley mentioned it, that wide receivers are all back. And not only are they all back, they brought in some transfers. This is going to be not just a good offense, but a top 20 offense uh, in college football. They're going to be fantastic. It's just two, I said two, baby two, it just needs to step it up against some of these big time defenses. If you remember, I finally thought I was going to go down. He had just a horrible, horrendous 16 for 29 157 yards and five interception game against them yeah it's really a story of how he goes or how he went last year is how the terps went yeah he's on fire they win uh defense just needs to just get some type of stop but i have zero faith in this i'm putting the terps again in a bowl but i'm putting them at the exact same record at six and six i'm giving them a little bit of credit here i got them going seven and five i think we're going to take a baby step forward I've got Maryland at six and six and uh, bowl eligible. And I think any bowl would like to have them because I think they will be fun on offense to watch. If you, if you like those 50 to 45 games, I mean, Maryland's like the poster child of that. (laughs) Exactly. They are fun to watch in that. And that's why they are fun to watch some of these Iowa's of the world, because it's just so polar opposites. You just don't really know what's going to happen. Nope. You're right. We're going to go up to, uh, College station time. One of Blake's favorite coaches of all time. 
The Penn State Nittany Lions finished seven and six, four and five in conference play, led by Coach James Franklin. Last year, Blake, they started five and oh behind Coach Franklin and quarterback Sean Clifford. And then, whoops, they slipped on the banana peel and went two and six the west the rest of the way yeah uh, to say that it was a disappointing season is probably an understatement you know there's always a lot of hype when it comes to you know happy valley and uh, having the white out everything's all crazy everybody loves it but old james franklin just didn't deliver this time he didn't deliver it um well that's kind of started the downfall was that week five game part was that's what i was about to say you sit here and say that they went Two and six down, they slipped on the banana pill. That banana pill was Iowa. That correct. The offense was was has a chance to be good. If you remember last year, their quarterback Clifford, he was humming along, he was moving even in that Iowa game until somebody you know stabbed him in the ankle. I don't know what happened, but he got hurt in the middle of the game, of course, against Iowa, and he was hurt for the rest of the season. He's back. He's healthy. They've landed the number one recruit in the country when it comes to running backs. So. Despite James Franklin, if Clifford looks like he did at the beginning of the year last year, they could have a good good team. What do you think about uh, Penn State bringing in new defensive coordinator uh, Manny Diaz? Is it no news? Is it uh, something to stabilize linebacker you? I mean, I, I, I mean, I think it's a it's noteworthy, but I, it's not big enough to me to where I think it's changing. That it changes. Um, yeah, yeah, that's. That's kind of where I land on it. The biggest problem for me on for them is their offensive line. Their offensive line is bad. Last year, y'all remember that disastrous nine overtime game that they lost to Illinois in? It, they couldn't even push them off the line to get two point conversions and win. That's they should be dominating in the trenches against them. Yeah, they just can't, and they have historically been bad running the ball lately under yep. under uh, Franklin and they haven't had a 100-yard rusher in 16 games. That's what I'm sitting here looking at. They had a game where they had 33 rushing yards. For 1.1 yards per attempt. Holy smack. They were just falling I mean, down. In that Illinois game, they only had 62 yards of rushing. I mean, Wisconsin, they only had 50. I mean, to be a, to be a big-time program, you got to be able to establish the run in college. You just do. Somehow, and this, some way. This, this is the Big Ten. Like exactly. you're supposed to have the big boys up front, right? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Big boys. I'm not, gonna, big boys I don't know. I'm not so sure that this is where the big boys play. The big boys folks. play in the B- B1G East. The B1G 14. Oh. The B- research, research conference. The B14. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Anybody uh, like them? Do they think they fall where they always fall or? I, uh, yeah, I like Clifford if he stays healthy. I, and I actually think since this offensive line is bad, they'll have to come out throwing it around a little bit. Uh, they have a potential to be decent if that happens. I mean, they've got some really tough opponents in their their defense last year. They were top five in not allowing touchdowns last year in the entire country. Top five. Wow. Opponent, uh, the opponent's points per game, 17.3 seventh out of 130 universities. I, uh, I love teams that can play defense and establish the run. Parker already mentioned it. They, they failed. They fail miserably at running the ball. They've had no 100 yard rushers at all last year. 
Um, I just think they are who they are, man. I gave them one more win. I think they're uh, third in this division at eight and four. You know, I'm with you there on the eight and four thing. I think that this is a team and this is James Franklin. No matter where he coaches, he comes up with a way to beat a team that he shouldn't beat every Mm -hmm. single year. And for me, that game is going to be against Ohio State this year. Okay. They're going to win that, but they're only going to go eight and four. It's going to be the highlight of their year. They're going to go to a, you know, a mid-level bowl, you know, Outback Bowl or whatever. They're going to play – they'll probably play Arkansas again or something. Yay. They'll, they'll feel good. They can get all the blooming onions they want. There you go. My prediction is completely based on Clifford. He did look good at the beginning of the season. I think people forget that. And if he continues that this year, I do think they're going to be a little bit better. I've got them going 9-3. and three. There you go. Nine and three. We're going on to Michigan State. Last year, seemed like all the stars aligned. Kenneth Walker, they had the coach of the year with Mel Tucker. He led them to a overall number nine finish in the polls. They have, uh, what do they got here, Parker? They got quarterback Peyton Thorne, two running back transfers. Uh, Big shoes, big shoes to fill with a running back gone. I'm sure they've got some horses back there to do that, but they, they find themselves on the road at Michigan and at Penn State, so the scheduling thing is going to kind of bite them, I think, this year. You mentioned a couple of things I was going to just touch on, and that was Mel Tucker. He's crushing it in recruiting yeah. and in the transfer portal. He's absolutely owning it. He is the, the name to have right now. And you touched on Peyton Thorne also. He has 14 career starts. He's 11-3. and three. He'll help this offense because they're going to need to be more vertical and they're going to be more vertical because of what you just said. Ken Walker third was an all-time running back for them. He's now in the NFL. He helped mask a pitiful O-line. He led the country in broken tackles and yards after broken tackles. And now that guy's gone. Yeah, I think that, I mean, y'all said it. Everything kind of aligned for him last year. Uh, what can you say about Walker? I mean, he he was just a fantastic running back. A really, really good special running back hides a lot of faults uh, on an offense. Um, they're going to be asking a lot more uh, of their qu- quarterback, Peyton Thorne. Um, can he handle it? I don't know. Can the O-line hold up? I don't know. Those are all question marks that have to be answered at some point. Uh and for me, I think they're going to take a little bit of a step back. I think they're going to be an eight and fourteen. I'm calling step back. I'm going seven and five, Parker, for Michigan State. Hey, defensively, they need to concentrate on their secondary a lot this year. Last year, they were ranked ninth against the run, 89th against the pass. I expect them to take two steps back. A lot of it's because of the fluke luck that this division somehow seems to have. It's not going to happen again. Regression is coming. They were 4-0 and last year in one-score games, and they were losing all four of those games at halftime. That's not normal. That luck will run out 7-5. and There you go. Moving on to the Ohio State. Last year they were 11-2. and A lot would say a very, 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 very disappointing 11-2. and Eight and one in the conference, coach Ryan Day and quarterback CJ Stroud are back after a number six finish in the nation. Look, 
they lost to Michigan, for goodness sakes, for the first time since 2004. We were all wrong on that prediction show. The offense is clearly not the problem here. The defense needs to tighten up. Can they do it with the turnover? I, I think we can. I really do. I, I think that, and I just think CJ Stroud and that offense is just such a lot of teams are going to be playing catch up. And I'm not so sure that there's that many teams in this conference that have the type of team that can play from behind. And you're going to be playing from behind most likely whenever you play Ohio state this year. Just my opinion. They did do a lot of different defensive turnover. They gave almost, almost six yards of play last year, which is insane. It's going to struggle, but it's going to be better. They tried to address it. They brought in Jim Knowles, who took a terrible Oklahoma State defense and turned it around. They also brought in Jalen Ramsey's former defensive back coach. Jalen Ramsey's pretty good. They also brought in the guy that was responsible for the Cincinnati Bearcats secondary. And if you remember that guy named Sauce Gardner, yeah, he was pretty good too. So they, they should definitely help. But Blake is right. Stroud is a year older. I think he's going to win the Heisman. This offense is going to be so high-flying, it could actually beat the record that 2019 LSU put up. It's pretty rare for me to be able to say a team lost two wide receivers in the first round of the NFL draft, and then the very next year of me say, this team has the best wide receiver for all of college football. I just don't want them to lose, take a nap at home again. Remember they lost at home to Oregon last year? Week one's going to be very important for this crew. They have Notre Dame week one, a team that all of you B1G fans out there just absolutely, oh, we can pencil it in, pin it in. Uh, Notre Dame's coming to the B1G. No, no, there's a lot riding on these TV deals and rights, but for Ohio State, week one may tell you a lot of their story for this year. I can see Ohio State going 12 and 0. I think they slip up one somewhere. I've got them going 11 and 1 and winning the entire Big 10 conference. They will be in the college playoffs. Yeah, so I I told you when we were talking about Penn State, everybody needs to circle that game. Okay. It's in Happy Valley. They will undoubtedly have a whiteout that night. Okay. It will be a big time environment. It's going to be very competitive. I think that Penn State will it, it's going to be one. James that's James Frank James Franklin's one game that year or one. this year that he's going to uh, surpass expectations and it'll be it'll actually end up being really good for Ohio State given that it's in the back third of the season if you get that loss out of the way, refocus the troops Going into the college football playoff, 11-1, and one, I've got them winning this, this division. I cannot stress how good I think this Ohio State offense is going to be. That Notre Dame game that you referenced and people think it's going to be close, it is a 14-and-a-half point line right now. The ske- if you go down the schedule, they play obviously Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, Penn State, Michigan State, and a good Maryland team. I mean, it's not the SEC West, you know. But it is really good. But guess what? Ohio State in all those games is favored by more than double digits. Ohio State undefeated, 12 and 0. No one comes within 10 points. Woo. Let me give a little aside here. So we saw Ohio State favored 
very largely in the majority of their games last year, right? Yeah. And we do we do a, a weekly pick show, college mm-hmm. picks um, against the spread. Which you should all tune in. <laughs> and uh, last year, Parker, they were 6-6-1 six, six, and one against the spread. So uh, just because it says minus 14 doesn't mean it won't be a close game. I mean, they could cover, sure, but they're still going to win by 11. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I, I Again, this is the type of offense that you better have some firepower because chances are you're going to be playing from behind a lot. And is there anybody in this conference that has the type of offense to be able to play from behind against a team like Ohio State? I don't think so. Last year, Michigan won. And I don't believe with our picks that any of the three of us think Michigan's winning this year. No. Um, so Michigan is the last team we'll talk about here. 12 and two finish, eight and one in conference play. Coach Jim Harbaugh beats Ohio State for the first time since 2004. They finished overall number three in the nation, just like Ohio State. I wrote down offense is probably not going to be the problem retooling the defense is the question mark. Yeah, I mean, their offensive line's amazing. They're returning their best guys. They transferred in a big-time player. They actually probably have the best playmakers overall that they've had in a decade. So, I mean, you're right. The offense is not going to be an issue. They do have a little bit of a quarterback battle. Cade McNamara will probably be the starter. Mm -hmm. They brought in a backup that actually is probably better than McNamara, although why would you bench him after what he did last year? No, Blake's looking at it. Yeah. His TD to INT rate, 15 yeah. touchdowns to six picks. He's protecting the ball. Yeah, but it hey, it's always good, though, to have that other quarterback that the second something goes wrong, I mean, Jalen Hurts to a tug of Iloa. Uh, you don't know when you're going to need that guy to come in and make a play. So it's always good to have. It's a it's a blessing to have, but again, they've got to retool that defense. They got to be able to match what they're able to produce on offense. And uh, we'll see. I think they might have a decent year. I really do. And Brad said, yeah, they all talked about their defense. They did lose their defensive coordinator. They basically mm-hmm. lost three first rounders in the NFL draft. It was two, but a bow would have been a first rounder. They have to replace eight of eleven starters on defense. It's just when I that's why you go down that Ohio State schedule. I just don't see a team. Everybody got worse but them. And and I feel that way about Michigan as well. Yeah. Oh, I definitely see regression here. Um, I still think it's good enough for them to be number two in the Big Ten East. I've got them going nine and three. Yeah, I've got them going ten and two. I still think they're gonna have a really good year. I just don't know that look, there's a juggernaut over at Ohio State happening right now, and I just don't know that there's anything out there that's going to compete really with it. I can't overestimate how important the now running back for the Titans, Haskin, was to this team. He was used so much. He was used on more plays than the quarterback. There's some advanced analytics that say without Haskins and how big time they use him, they would have lost two to three more games because of a running back. With the loss of their defense, the loss of, of, of Haskins, I still have them being really good because I think they're, they're going to be good on offense. And I still have them a respectable 10-2 and two just behind the Buckeyes. Absolutely. So that puts – who's that put? I mean, we all kind of have the same – Ohio State. I think Parker went 12-0 and 0 yeah. and both of us went 11-1. and 1. So we have Ohio State going from this uh, division. Uh, Parker and I have Iowa, right, going uh, – 
from the west side. And is I that have, correct? And I have Minnesota. Yeah. Although so, I'm wavering. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you so who do you think is gonna win then? Who's Ohio's, gonna win the Ohio State wins the entire Big Ten and goes to the college playoff. Yeah, I, I think that Ohio State absolutely embarrasses anybody that they play in the in the in the conference championship and is just they're probably getting to their backup quarterback by halftime. I don't think it matters what happens in the championship because I believe they're gonna be undefeated and they'll be in the college playoff either way, but they will win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's what that's it. Hey, that was that went so hard, right? Big Ten East. I mean, you know, when there's very little competition amongst this conference, you know, it makes it easier. All these research schools researching. How about this? Where does USC go? I was just assume that they're going to plug them into the into the West, and then you see, or you, I mean, USC going to both go into the West, right? They got to have two more then to go on the other side, right? Yep. Well, eventually, but what they could do is, uh, let's look at this. They could do USC you, bonus content, UCLA right here, to the West and you move. Do you trade them? Do you move? You got to get some of the softballs out of That's there. what I was saying. Fighting for US, USC should be in, uh, USC should, um, yeah, USC should be in the West just to How get a team. How is this? <laughs> do you know do you know what like greg sankey of the sec said at least we have you know continual touching states here you've got the big 10 with all these random ass states and then all of a sudden hey let's go poach the broke ass state of california oh good lord Jesus. and it doesn't change it this year but looking forward this is like we talk about in the nfl all the time hey titans have to go to seattle it's gonna be tough for them to, to rally the next game Imagine flying out to USC and having to come back or fly. These are college kids. These aren't professionals. Well, yeah. No. What happens when Ohio state has to fly to USC and then come to back play for a conference Michigan. game. And then they come back for Michigan yeah. the next week or they fly to and then Michigan goes out to play UCLA oh, week after God. that. What a- or they have to fly to Maryland from USC. Just enjoy being conference number two. That's all I got to say. Wow. Wow, it got spicy. It, it's messed up. Unless you're going to move the entire state of California to the breadbasket of the country. Man, it's getting, it's getting spicy here, folks. Getting spicy. Hey, Makes comment no down below. Tell us what you think about this discussion. I, mean, it, I think it's a valid discussion. I mean, there's no continuity nope. amongst this this uh, this current setup or one that's being proposed for the super conference scenario. Because you're right. Now you got a whole other a bunch of other issues that you got to solve as far as cross country travel and all that other kind of shit. We'll touch that at another time. Comment down below. What do you think about that? Is it a big deal or is it not? I don't know. I, I tend to think it is. The Big Ten is a big deal. It's a B1 G14 deal. Heck yeah. I don't know. Guys, thanks for joining us tonight on this hour. B1G, Big Ten, Big 14, whatever you want to call it. East prediction. prediction championship and championship prediction. That was a fucking mouthful, but guys, Hey, we really do appreciate it on your way out. Can you please hit the like and subscribe button for us? Really helps us out. It's quick. It's easy. It's free. Check us out on all of our social media on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at DDS sports talk. Get the conversation started there on Twitter. Parker loves the banter. 
Uh, also, you can download all the audio versions of all these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Gentlemen, final thoughts. CJ Stroud's going to win the Heisman. Look it. B1G is not the SEC. Oh, boy. I mean, look, this is, I view this conference as Ohio State and a bunch of warm-up games for Ohio State. And that's all I got. Gentlemen, as always, it is two-tone blue all the way. You guys be well. Be well.